Hi guys, welcome to episode 2. Oh, I feel like a bit of a hot mess. My laptop is plugged into charge but it won't charge so that's alright. Hopefully I can record the whole podcast with 9% battery. So weird that it won't charge. But anyway, I just need to be anchoring myself here in this present moment right now. With a few breaths if you want to join me. It feels better. <laughs> Hi. I've arrived. I've got this really beautiful view out the window. It's this, the most beautiful light, this dappled light on the ground and then dappled light coming onto the flowers out out through the doors where I'm looking. It's a really nice spot to record a podcast. So this episode is about being in a funk and being in a, I don't want to call it a bad mood because I don't think that emotions should be labelled bad or good. But sometimes you get into this stagnant cycle I go through phases of it and I went through it recently and I've only just come out the other side today and I just wanted to talk about it because I know that everyone goes through those phases and maybe I can share some insight that helps one person. That would be cool. So... This morning I sat down to do transcendental meditation outside and I had this thought come to me to record a podcast about the stagnant mood I was in and I also thought about how when I was in this mood I was not acting from a place of love and as I did the meditation I could feel myself recalibrating and realigning with my true my true self, I guess, my heart's desires. I could feel myself shifting back into a place of acting from my heart space rather than from my mind, my triggered mind. And it got me thinking That's how you know when you're really misaligned is when you're not making decisions or you're not responding from a place of love. You're responding and it feels tense and you feel like you're acting from the ego ego place where you're defensive and you feel like you're trying to protect yourself and you're not letting love in versus this surrender and sinking into your body and feeling like you're making decisions from your body and from a loving foundation and you're letting love in and you're able to speak about how you feel without projecting it onto other people and you're able to listen to what others want to share with you and you can respond in a loving way and think about how you can make your partner feel loved and what you could do for them and you've got the space to be patient and inspired and you feel like, 
I'm coming from a place of abundance. I'm coming from a place of flow, love, kindness. And it feels good in your body. It feels very calm and it just feels right in your body. But when I was in this mood, I felt really closed off. Like I wanted to push love away and I didn't really want to talk about how I felt and I knew what would be good for me, which would, was going out in nature. And I just avoided it because I was like, I'm in this self-perpetuating cycle of being in a grumpy mood. And I just have to remind myself, and for all humans, emotions are a feeling moving through and out your body. But often we don't get to the point of them moving out of your body. That's when they come, become stagnant and manifest over time, imagine years of never releasing anger, what that does to your body and your health. Um, yeah, imagine what that does to your body and health. Now, I'm just going to stop the video because my laptop is going to die and the charge is plugged in and everything. Oh, it's just not. Um, oh. oh, oh, it's charging now. Yay! Um, sorry, back to what I was saying. I think I was saying, yeah, I didn't want to let love in. Oh, feeling stagnant, not letting emotions through, fully out of your body. So they come in, you feel them, but then they stay inside your body because you haven't learned how to allow emotions to fully shift through and out. And this can manifest in so many ways. A lot of the time it's sore muscles and tension in your jaw and neck and headaches sleep problems can be attributed to not fully processing your emotions and they just live inside your body but if we remember that an emotion is a phase and a feeling and it comes to you to shift and to make something arise that you need to let go of so for me on friday night I randomly woke up and I was vomiting and fine the next day, just a bit tired because I was awake for three hours being sick, fine the next day, fine now, no temperature, nothing else, just was, I don't know, something passing through and I was really thrown because I wasn't planning on a weekend of being sick and resting. And I felt really agitated, frustrated, disconnected. And I let myself stay in that zone. But the best thing for me, what I've learned over time is if I feel something like that, any emotion, to sit down, take a deep breath and, and remind myself I'm here now. And just say what I feel. And I don't need a reason for the emotion. You can say, I feel angry. I feel angry. I feel angry. You don't need to then say, because of this or that. Because that's getting into your head. And it can just go on and on and on. It's the quickest way is to do it like this. For me, anyway. Just This is for me. You might like to try it and see if it works for you. There's no harm in trying it. And yeah, I tell myself what I feel. And I let my body feel it. 
and I feel where it's manifesting in my body. Is it in my gut or my shoulders or my jaw or my head? Is there any pain? Can I feel anything? And then I then you begin movement because you don't want that feeling. You can feel it inside you. You don't want that feeling in trapped in your body. But you want to feel it and learn from it and let it go. So I find the next best thing is to move my body. So if you're watching the video, you can see me move. I'm normally sitting and I like rock back and forth and I shake my hands or shake my arms or open your mouth like as far as it can go and screw your face up and open your mouth just to release that tension in your jaw and feel that you're in your body. The most amazing release for anger though, turn up some music really loud, grab a pillow and actually just like scream into a pillow, like fully face plant into it and just oh, go crazy and just punch the pillow and throw it on the ground and just really let yourself embody that anger and get it out of yourself. That is an amazing way to release anger versus slamming doors, yelling at other people, throwing things at people like can you see the difference this is you taking responsibility for the emotion and letting it out of your body this is getting it out then once you've done that you can probably feel more clear-minded then you can sit and be like I wonder what like what triggered this anger journal about it you can then unlock the gem of what you were supposed to learn because lessons are blessings so just f figure out what's arising okay so for me <coughs> excuse me <coughs> let's have some water so I was saying how oh my laptop's got all these little things popping up on it Go away. <laughs> um, I was saying how, yeah, I didn't feel like resting in the weekend. I wasn't prepared for a restful weekend. My daughter was with her dad and I had a kid-free weekend. But because I felt unwell, I didn't want to, um, was planning on being with my partner and his kids, but because I felt unwell, I didn't want to, in case I had something, didn't want to give it to them. So we postponed hanging out and I just, we were like, I probably need to rest even though I'm really annoyed by this change in plans and I couldn't surrender to it. And I'm like, I was feeling agitated and disconnected from people and from myself, was completely not acting from a loving space, just felt disconnected from my heart, felt like I want to do something and I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to do nothing. And I just got into this really agitated, pardon me, agitated headspace. <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, I just, I processed it, I went out for a walk, a little like, little wander, not a strenuous walk, and journaled about what was frustrating me and the thoughts going around in my head, and I felt like I just wanted to connect with people in person, and I wasn't doing that, and it just taught me and made me see that perhaps I need to focus on connecting with people in person more, and how can I do that? If I'm meant to plant seeds in the relationship part of my life, what is the water I need to nurture those seeds to make them blossom? And when I say what is the water, I mean like what is the thing that's going to nurture the seeds? Is it connecting via my phone with people? No. 
It's not. Is it planning meetups with friends um, ahead of time so that when I get to these kid-free weekends, I've actually got plans to look forward to? Um, Is it planning, yeah, like outings with people with kids at meeting up with friends with their children? So those things are probably the water I need for my seeds in the relationship part of my life and with my um, intimate relationship uh, we are moving closer together so that is massive and it's been a long time coming prepping for that um, in terms of prepping the land and the buildings for it so that's massive that's a huge action and I'm feeling really impatient now waiting for it to come to fruition because it's been a long time coming and I think that was part of my agitation too but just just knowing that this huge lesson I've learned over and over this has been massive for me and it is letting go and surrendering that doesn't mean doing nothing so I'll give an example my partner and I have had a vision to have tiny homes, two tiny homes on land. We have three kids between us. We're both introverts. We both love alone time, but we don't want to live apart. Um, but we wanted to honor the introvert in both of us and have our own spaces for our own kids and to ebb and flow with each other and... For us, we thought it would be fun to keep the mystery and romance alive by living in two separate dwellings, but obviously staying with each other and then having time apart, but we're right there and, you know, doing little things for each other, like leaving notes hidden in the other person's house for them to come home and find, or making them some baking and leaving it in the kitchen for them to come home to, or just, (coughs) those are a few little examples, but... We think it'll be a really fun way to live. And we're going to try it out. Anyway, we've had that vision. And we both connect with it. And it's like a vision quest. We both felt <clears throat> to seed from a bliss ball in my throat. We both felt connected to that vision. And in our gut and heart, that felt right. We didn't know the how. We just knew that that was a first step to say yes to that vision. Then we started going out, well, we're going to need tiny homes. So we got, went down that path and it worked out for Nathan. For me, it didn't work out the financial side. You need, it's hard to get a mortgage for a tiny home. You need someone to be, but you need a person, not a bank to give you um, the mortgage pretty much. So I couldn't go down that path and I was like, well, how am I going to make this work? I know that the vision feels right in my gut. Therefore, there will be an answer. I won't force it right now. I'll just step back and just say to the vision, like speak to the vision. Hey, vision, I'm ready to bring you to life. Guide me to the next step. And I found this company called Coastal Cabins who are happy to rent cabins out so I'm renting out a cabin and they're building it at the moment so that's really cool brand new cabin I get to rent so putting these two dwellings together um 
but then we had to find land. And where I'm going with this is when you listen to your gut and take the first step, you don't know how it's going to plan it, pan out and you don't know what it's going to look like. But you know that if you're listening to your gut and your heart and making decisions from that place, that it will actually fall into place and the path will unfold how it is meant to. You have to trust in the timing. And if you force it and get overwhelmed and stressed out, that is not going to change the outcome, I've found. Forcing it more and stressing about it and trying to manipulate it and rush it actually makes it harder because you're not allowing the vision to flow anymore. I'm not saying do nothing. Like for me, I couldn't just sit here and do nothing about it and end up with a cabin. I had to apply for the cabin. I had to do the paperwork. I had to speak to the people. Like I had to do something, but I knew that the... I knew that an option would come to me and that came along and I listened and I went with it and it worked out. Then the land thing was a bit of a challenge to find land to lease for two dwellings and get power and water to these places. And we had an option that was all going well and then we found we couldn't get power to it and just fell through with the couple. Like they weren't willing to put pay to put power into the property. So that fell through and we were panicking because it only just happened a couple of weeks ago and we're like, we've got these two dwellings that need to go somewhere very soon and we need to find land that people are willing to lease to us which can have power, internet and water and we don't have much time. And it was such a big moment of trust because if I panicked about it and stressed about it, I was like, oh my God, we're never going to find anything. Like, this is not happening. Like, it's not going to happen now. If I thought about that, it wouldn't have helped at all. It would have just frazzled me and I wouldn't have been able to think clearly and listen to my intuition. Instead, I felt, I trust that because we've had this vision a lot, like, I don't know, a long time ago, months ago this vision to have this set up we've had that vision we wouldn't get that vision if it was impossible the house the two buildings are nearly finished the universe wouldn't have given us two buildings if we weren't meant to live in them and weren't meant to find land for them I trust that this final piece of the puzzle finding land is coming and this other piece of land didn't work out for a reason because something better is around the corner and I trust that something is going to come up. I don't know how, I don't know where, but we'll put our feelers out. We'll put ads out on Landshare and Facebook Marketplace, you know, community places, neighborly. We'll ask people and the right piece of land will come. Let's just let it go and trust that it's coming. Two days later, we got our dream piece of land. We can see the sky tower. Um, we yet to sign the paperwork. So I'm like, still a bit like, oh my God. Um, it's coming but yeah it just happened recently it's got water views we're near the ocean we've got beaches around us it's unreal like it's much better than the other piece of land we had and if the other piece of land hadn't fallen through this opportunity wouldn't have come up and if we'd stressed about it we wouldn't have worked we wouldn't have focused on finding the solution we wouldn't have been able to hear our intuition and I just thought let it go let's just let it go for a couple of days 
We've done all we can with putting our feelers out. Let's not cling on to it. Let's step back. And it happened. We got a friend recommend um, their friend's piece of land and it worked out. It was amazing. It was such a great lesson in this surrender and letting go rather than clinging to the idea. And it's just like you can choose to cling and stress or you can choose to let it flow. The flowing, loving energy feels so much better. It serves you so much better. And you can just feel what you want rather than what you don't want. I want a piece of land. I want it to look like this. I see us living together. I see this vision. That's feel into that and you feel so much lighter and you can act from a loving place and you can think clearly because no I mean really at the end of the day what is meant to be yours will be yours it will come to your path but if you get to that point by letting it flow through a loving place I feel like it just happens in the most amazing way I mean, I feel like it will happen no matter what your energy feeling is. But if you're feeling tense and stressed about it, I feel like it's going to be harder to get to that place. You're going to make it harder for yourself and complicate it. So yeah, sometimes when I'm in this niggly, stagnant mood, I'm trying to force stuff that's not meant to come in that moment. It just feels worse. And I know then I have to pull back and just... Let it go. Go do something else. Go for a walk. Get out of that funk. Just snap. Like try and shock yourself out of it. Cold shower. Breath work. Meditation. Journaling. Punching the pillow. Like there's so many different things you can do to try and get that energy flowing. Feel back into that loving place. Let yourself drop into love. So yesterday my amazing partner came over. And um, we he took me out. We had this great chat. Um, he just reminded me of how different areas of your life all intertwine and when one's not working the other one's not flowing either and what what little steps can I take to feel good in all those areas and just to think about the right now you know it's just so enlightening and just to speak out loud to someone about feeling oh we have a great um relationship like conscious relationship where we can just freely speak about how we're feeling and there's no argument and there's no no one's being defensive about anything it's just so free and open and it's so amazing to have a person like that to talk to especially in person it just feels so good and I already felt better just talking out loud and then we went took me to Karayotahi beach we went for a barefoot walk drove on the beach with the windows down and I hadn't really been out there before so it was awesome to be somewhere different in a new environment felt inspiring. We went for a spontaneous swim. We rinsed the salt water off under this fresh um, water waterfall. Oh, it was just amazing. It was really what I needed to be back in my body and feel good. Something simple like going into nature just recalibrates me every single time. Especially being barefoot and near the ocean is oh, magic. It's a magic combo. Then we had a beautiful lunch together and it was just really a really fun nurturing day that just shifted me back into feeling loved and remembering that even though I don't feel like myself right now and I feel really closed off and shit about it, um, that I am still lovable and I am still worthy of being loved and that 
I'm allowed to feel this. And these emotions are not me. They're just a feeling moving through me. And it was it was really cool. Um, Nathan said, let's have a shit day together. <coughs> it's a good day to have a shit day. <coughs> Excuse me. And I loved that. It was just, it just made it more lighthearted and like, yeah, like let's go and have a shit day together. But it was actually a really amazing day. But it felt so seen and supported. So it's really nice to have a person to reach out to when you feel like you're in one of those stagnant cycles. And I always remind myself, tomorrow needs you. Like no matter how low or annoyed or agitated I feel, like remind myself, just surrender to it. Do one of those embodying things I talked about, like feeling that emotion, speak to someone, remind myself that I've been through these feelings before. I always learn something from it upon reflection. I'm not going to feel like this forever. And tomorrow needs me. And obviously, like I'm just talking about my own experience. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a medical professional. And I have experienced depression before, which is very different to what I'm talking about right now. And that's like, you know that that's different. Like you... When I say I'm not going to feel this emotion forever, if you're feeling super low, not yourself, you can't derive joy from the things you normally derive joy from, and it's ongoing, you know that then you really need professional help. But I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like a phase version of that. If that makes sense? Yeah. So... Yeah, depression is completely different to what I'm talking about now. I just wanted to say that in case I'm just, I don't know, what what am I really trying to say here? What am I trying to say? When I say that reminding myself this emotion isn't forever, I'm not talking, yeah, I'm just not talking about depression because I've been there and I know what that's like and that's when you seek professional help. The things I'm talking about that got me through this funk are not enough to get through depression because you need full-on support, professional support, maybe medication. Like, that's different, and I'm not talking about that. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that point. Yeah. (coughs) Uh, What else can I talk about um, with what happened, how I was feeling? I journaled as well, journaling kind of allowed the thoughts to get out of my mind but yeah you can hear this noise outside I don't know what it is anyway I really hope that my little podcast gave you some tips or made you feel not too alone because I know other people have been feeling this agitated feeling too and I often notice that people will feel similar at the same time like feel it as a collective I've noticed it quite a lot I'm just aware of it so sometimes you might reach out to someone and say how you're feeling they might say I'm feeling the same way and it makes you feel so much better you just feel human you know you're not perfect you're perfect as you are like you can just 
vibe with that person and maybe meet up with them or talk on the phone or yeah just share like what's real for you and know that it's all okay and it's all welcomed and it's it's human like this is part of the human experience you're meant to feel you're safe to feel these emotions and just know you're not alone if you feel them and yeah, it can be really frustrating <laughs> to feel them too. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Have a beautiful week. <laughs>